Hello dear friends, you're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Uh, I'm back. I'm back after the longest ever interval. Um, I think many of our listeners uh, gave up. They thought uh, this was it. This was the end of uh, this podcast. But um, I think all of you heard about what happened to the city in which I live and work. That's the city of Shanghai. Uh, we went into a lockdown which lasted for over three months. And this was because of the resurgence of COVID-19. So um, it was a very, very difficult time for us. And I lost a lot of um, things. Many of my businesses that I run crumbled. Some managed to survive. And it's really been a very difficult time for me. So I just want to apologize to you listeners. And I want to say I didn't give up on this program. But it was very, very difficult for me to continue during the lockdown. So um, I'd like to crave your indulgence and say we are back to business again. And um, today's episode is going to be episode number 184. And this is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios in Shanghai. Uh, in this episode, we will be talking mainly on what happened during the lockdown, what caused the long absence that you all experienced. And uh, I really had, I, I couldn't continue with the podcast because um, the situation on the lockdown was very, very difficult for me to go ahead and produce new episodes. I thought when the lockdown was announced, I thought initially that um, things would just be at home. Probably I could even do many more episodes, but it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, I realized that it was more difficult to produce an episode of the podcast um, while on the lockdown, and I'm going to uh, explain how um, everything happened. So. Like I said, it was a very difficult time for us. We managed to survive the lockdown, but a lot of people couldn't make it through the lockdown. I'm sure for those of you who are not in China, those of you who are not in Shanghai, you may not know what it means to lock down an entire city. The city of Shanghai has about uh, 25 million inhabitants. So think about it, 25 million inhabitants. That's more than the population of many countries around the world. Um, now to lock down a city like that, 25 million people, you can, you can imagine what, what it means, the kind of stress that it comes with and, and, and just a lot of things. So, and what made this lockdown very painful was the fact that initially it was announced that it was going to be a lockdown for a few days, 
that was the initial announcement. The government said it was going to be a partial lockdown of the city. And the city was split into two. So the first four days, one side of the city was going to be locked down while the other side was still uh, going about their normal activities. And then on the fourth day, um, there will be a switch so that the city that was locked down will now be going about their normal activities while the other half goes into lockdown. That was the initial announcement. And so people people didn't really think it was going to be something serious. People thought, oh, okay, four days is like, it's like a normal weekend. Sometimes here we have weekends that are four or five days because they're connected to some public holiday. So we, we said, wow, this is just one of those long weekends. And, and I think the, the government too thought it was going to be that easy because probably at that time the government had not um, seen how the scope of the resurgence of cases. So the government was underrating the situation. The government thought it was going to be over in a few days. So um, that's how it started. And then after the, the, the four days, the government couldn't even lift the lockdown in the part of the city that first uh, got locked down. And then the second half of the city joined in and then it became an entire lockdown of the city and then the government um, went back to say well we are not going to lift the lockdown because more and more cases are showing up and, and that's when the uncertainty really started and, and, and that's when the pain began because you can imagine a lot of people um, a lot of people had made plans knowing that after four days of lockdown things would be back to normalcy but then the lockdown continued so a lot of people were just caught in the middle of it like you, you didn't know you didn't plan to be locked down and then you just suddenly found yourself locked down there are lots of uh, funny stories that came up you had people who were locked down in a hotel room so imagine yourself on a business trip and um, you're you're staying in a hotel maybe supposedly for a few days when you you're done with business then you go back to where you you live and then the lockdown you know corners you in that hotel room meaning that you're going to spend the next two months in that hotel room you can you can then picture what kind of trauma you'll be in because first of all you have to decide how do you pay your bills in that hotel room and and probably think about what the, the kind of bag that you pack when you go on a business trip usually you take like one pair of pants and probably two shirts one pair of shoes especially for the men we pack really light sometimes you don't you, you, sometimes you don't even want to carry a lot of stuff and because you know you're coming back in a couple of days only to find yourself locked down in a hotel room for two months so 
that's one example of the kind of stories that we were reading during that time and that's really what gave people a lot of trauma you had cases where um, people were locked down in one half of the city where they were probably visiting a, a, a family uh, relative so you go to visit an uncle or an aunt and you're thinking okay I'll just be there and then maybe spend the night there and then the next day I'm coming back and boom the lockdown catches you staying the night in that relative's place and that's it you're going to be there for the next you know, four months I, I read one of the funniest story um, most um, the story I remember the most one funny example was the case where someone was actually hosting uh, a group of people a resident of Shanghai was hosting a group of people that had come from his wife's village to visit him. So it's like your wife says, well, there are a couple of people from my village who are coming to visit Shanghai for the first time, so they'll be staying at our place. We have enough room to host like four or five persons. And so these people move in and go. And then the lockdown comes in, so you you then have to host this number of people for like two months. So there were extreme cases like that, there were extreme cases like that. And then from the business point of view, you can imagine, um, think of somebody just starting a business. You know, this came, uh, this happened and it, uh, was the end of uh, March. You know. Well, it was the end of February that cases started uh, showing up and so the real lockdown really came in um, around I think it was March uh, 5th yeah. that's when things really got locked down so a lot of people were just returning recovering from the long holiday the longest holiday in China is the, the spring festival holiday which usually comes in February so um, a lot of people who really want to enjoy uh, the spring festival holiday sometimes the whole month of February is like a holiday month for them there are some people who do arrange for their annual leaves in their companies to connect directly with the spring festival holiday which is usually two weeks and then if you have like two weeks annual leave in your company you arrange for the two weeks annual leave to connect with um, the spring festival holiday therefore giving you a whole month of holiday so there are a lot of people who have many Chinese friends who use that system to be able to have a one month uh, vacation every year so there were cases of people like that so they were just returning from that long holiday and then probably thinking to start work now in March effectively some people thinking about starting a new business maybe someone just rented a new office someone just invested a huge amount of money to probably buy things maybe for export in the case of uh, trade so a lot of things were going on and this is the, the beginning of March is usually when work resumes effectively in China and business resumes effectively in China from month of March that's when people are fully back from the spring festival and boom 
lockdown came in. So uh, from the business perspective, a lot of businesses went bankrupt. People lost. People who, you know, in the city of Shanghai, rents is very, very high. Shanghai is among the top five most expensive cities in the world. So rents are very, 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 very high. And um, if you have to pay rent at home, and then if you're a businessman, you have to rent an office downtown. And if you're renting a small office downtown, like my office where I am making this podcast, it's quite expensive. And usually, um, office rentals are paid not like a month. Usually, they ask you if you're a big company, they will ask you maybe one year rents or two years. If you're a smaller company, maybe six months. But it's rare to find a case where you have to pay your rent on a monthly basis. So that's to say, imagine someone who had just returned from the Spring Festival and invested in. Like paying maybe one year office rent, and then the lockdown came in, meaning that the whole month of March, the whole month of April, the whole month of May, you couldn't operate. The rents were just sitting there. You know, you couldn't make use of the office. So, in the same light, people. Operating in factories, who had to shut down their factories. Some of them actually shut down their factories um, after, you know, receiving orders from customers, or they were in the process of mass production of some commodities. Then suddenly, you have to shut down everything. So this, these are the kind of losses that. People incur, and put yourself in the shoes of a boss, the general manager of a company, or the owner of a company, and you are stuck in three months of lockdown, and you have to pay salaries because your employees are still under you. You have to pay salaries. But your company is not producing anything. Your company is not running, so business is down. Business is on standstill. Yet you have to pay your office rents, you have to pay utility bills, and you have to pay、uh, your employee salaries. So that's another group of people. I think they really felt pain, and so during the lockdown. Lots and lots of stories and、uh, videos of people who became so traumatized that they became suicidal. We had cases of people jumping off their buildings because they just couldn't take it anymore.、Um, so that's the business perspective of lockdown. A lot of businesses suffered. Some businesses couldn't survive. They just simply closed. Well. The little place where I managed to、uh, earn my daily bread, it, it survived. So、uh, we thank God for that. From the health perspective,、um, there's something too we can say.、Um, this whole pandemic thing, the, the whole reason why we had the lockdown was because the government, 
the government in China has a zero tolerance, a zero COVID tolerance policy, meaning that they don't want even one case, not even one positive case is to be tolerated. So it's not like in other countries, in, in Western countries, most countries have already um, lifted COVID restrictions and people are going about their normal activities. Um, in China, it's still very, very strict and uh, you have to do the test. You have to prove that you're COVID negative wherever you go. Right now, even after the lifting of the lockdown, uh, many of these restrictions are still in place. So, for example, if you want to go to a shopping mall, or you want to go into a restaurant to eat, or you just want to access your office building, you are required to scan the QR code, and that QR code automatically shows how it shows your test history uh, like when was the last time you took the COVID test was it positive or negative and so this information has all been computerized that's what the situation looks like right now so from, from the health point of view um, everything was um, very much under control but there was one aspect that people really really complained about and that aspect was the fact that uh, very few people, people couldn't have access to uh, hospitals for other diseases. Okay, it's like this, there was a lot of attention on COVID. So if you were positive, you were taken to the, the quarantine center, uh, and then, you know, they would follow you up for the next um, two weeks to see whether your situation is degrading or is improving and so on. But what was painful was the fact that the, the, the government, the, the medical teams that were, it's like the medical teams were all focused on COVID-19 and sort of forgot that there were people who were suffering from other diseases. So if, for example, you, you had another disease troubling you and you just wanted to go to the hospital for a checkup, uh, it, it wasn't that easy. And if you called, for example, if you called um, the ambulance, maybe for a case somebody had just fainted or somebody was needed an ambulance to be rushed to the hospital, um, it, it wasn't forthcoming. So it was like all resources were more focused on COVID-19. So this was something that a lot of people complained about because it was like, is it COVID-19 the only sickness that, uh, is it the only thing you should be worried about health-wise? There are other diseases that were killing people. There are other diseases we are more worried about um, than COVID-19. So this, is, this was some controversy during the lockdown. And we also heard stories about um, people probably died or, or had their health situations aggravating because they couldn't be attended to on time because all the doctors were all involved in the, the lockdown 
COVID-19 testing activities. So that's from the health perspective. Um, then um, administratively, I think the government was really um, doing the best they could to keep the population under control because, it, like I said, it's not easy to lock down 25 million people. So um, the government was trying to deliver basic necessities to, to, to people's homes. And you can imagine the delivery, the delivery industry was shut down because that's one very key industry that keeps a city like Shanghai moving the delivery industry the fact that you can order food online and in the next 30 minutes to one hour the food is right there at your door um, the fact that you can just go shopping in any there are lots and lots of online shopping platforms you can buy whatever you want to buy and it will deliver right at your door these are the things that residents of Shanghai have taken for granted for too long. They have enjoyed it and they thought it was how life was supposed to be. But during the lockdown, we were reminded that these kind of services were luxuries. And so we experienced a kind of, it's like we went back to, to, we went back to China a couple of decades ago where you, you couldn't get stuff delivered to your doorstep. So that was something people really, really, really could not um, take. It was very, very difficult. So the government was trying to handle this uh, by helping in deliveries. The government was also providing uh, food packages to every single household. Picture that, delivering uh, food packages like basic commodities, vegetables and oil and some meat, delivering this to 25 million homes. That was not something easy, but the government did a lot. They did their best, and to that, I think we we were really thankful to see a government that is able to pull off that kind of. Uh, stunt. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, I think in a lot of countries, um, the government cannot do that, but the government was able to hold down 25 million people, the entire city for more, you know, more than three months. So that was one 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 part of the, the lockdown. And then um, the last thing I want to say about the lockdown, which is also worth sharing, is life at home. Life at home. So uh, you can look at it from a couple's point of view. Like, you know, many couples live together and uh, you think, okay it's easy to live together well because you wake up every morning you take your quick shower brush your teeth and leave for work right your partner leaves for work too and then probably you only meet at home late in the evening have a quick dinner uh, some talk maybe watch a movie and woof it's bedtime because the next morning you have to go out to work again so this sort of makes family life easy uh, kids for example every morning they, they leave as, as early as 7 o'clock or spend time at school and then just come back in the afternoons and, and life is easy but during the lockdown 
we had to experience a new kind of life where everybody in the family is at home, sitting right there in the living room. That's when people realized that it wasn't really easy. And people suddenly realized that the people we think we can happily live with, it's not really that easy. Because a lot of couples found out, oh, actually we are not compatible in many things. Find out you don't, you don't like the same television channel. You don't really, uh, you don't really, you're not able to to have a decent conversation for a really long time, for many days, for many weeks, and for many months. You can't really do that every day. So people started realizing that actually the fact that we get up and go to work every day and come back sort of helps to keep a certain rhythm within the family going. And, but when it comes to living together, facing each other, um, in, you know, facing, being with the same person every day, every minute of the day, and, 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 and being deprived of certain things that you usually do for fun. For example, going to the park, going shopping together, uh, you know, just going out, walking on the streets and so on, going to the bar, going to some nice restaurant. Now, being limited and locked down to face each other and with just basics, like noodles and some vegetables, noodles and some vegetables, it was many people couldn't make it. So a lot of couples split. A lot of couples actually just split up. This morning I was just reading um, a very funny article about um, somebody published an article releasing some data saying that the, the, the company, the Singaporean company that produces condoms actually complained that they had expected that during the lockdown period uh, the condom sales would go up. But to their surprise, to their greatest surprise, the sales of condoms went down. And, and, and then in the comments section of that article, someone is saying, well, that's, to, that's proof that during the lockdown, people were too stressed up, people were too um, psychologically disturbed to have that kind of fun together. You know, like people were not just relaxing at home and being happy and like sleeping together and having sex. And, you know, people were stressed. So you could see from the family perspective, it was very difficult to hold it together. We had couples were quarreling. I remember in my own apartment where I live, we had this couple upstairs of our building, and they, they, the couple was always quarreling and very late at about 2 a.m. in the morning because a lot of people couldn't sleep. You couldn't go to bed at a normal time because the next day you don't need to wake up in the morning to do anything. It was just like meal schedules were totally totally destroyed um, sleeping schedules were totally ruined so people were just living there's no difference between daytime and nighttime it's just the routine thing and then you have people knocking on the door you have to go take the test that's that's the stressful part too you have to go take the, you have to go stand in the line and take the test sometimes they have to come and do the test right in your home um, all of that and this, the, you know the, the tension inside you when you each time you take the test there is that 
tension in you because there is the risk that your results could be positive and you will not only be locked down in your home, you will actually be whisked away to the quarantine center. So that's what was going on. And constantly you had these teams of uh, COVID-19 testing officials, these teams, they would build a small office right down the entrance of the building. And some buildings just had a fence, a whole fence built to prevent people from getting out. And, and, and then one of the most annoying things I remember lockdown was this loudspeaker that they had they had this loudspeaker in the community with this message you know, reminding you to go down and do your test and this message would play like that throughout the whole day it was just like killing me it's one of the reasons why I couldn't really get to record the new podcast episode because the noise from the community the noise from the the COVID team outside, people complaining, someone is yelling with a loudspeaker telling you come downstairs and do the test and so on. So all of these things just put everyone in a state of trauma and it was just not possible to keep our podcast coming. Nevertheless, we survived and I just wanted to share the whole experience of the lockdown period with you so that for you, you, you out there enjoying a normal lifestyle, you should understand what we went through for three months. And now, uh, it's almost over and we're gradually resuming work. Business is gradually resuming and hopefully I'll be able to be regular again and bring you uh, regular episodes of this podcast. Okay, with that, we come to the end of this podcast today. In the next episode, we will introduce a new series. This is your regular host, Teacher D, signing off. And have a wonderful weekend and a happy new month of July. Goodbye.